Friedman, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. A disturbing front line for anti-Semitism these days is anti-Zionism or anti-Israelism. Mere criticism of Israel is, of course, not anti-Semitic, but delegitimization of Israel and its supporters is, especially if it draws on anti-Semitic tropes. On a recent From the Front Lines, my colleague Justin Finkelstein reported about such activity on campuses around the country. But this is not limited to our college campuses, nor to our country. It is a global phenomenon. Here to discuss this international issue is ADL's Sharon Nazarian. She is ADL's Senior Vice President for International Affairs. Welcome, Sharon, too, from the front lines. Thank you, Scott. Great to be with you. Sharon, recently you hosted a panel discussion with representatives from the Jewish communities of South Africa, Germany, Chile, and Canada. Each offered a chilling accounts of anti-Israel activity in their countries. And it, it's what led me to bring this issue to the listeners from the front lines. Let's start with one example that you recall from that panel discussion that, that really shocked you. I'll turn to South Africa because we really consider that community one of the most vulnerable. Recently, a slate of judges who were up for judgeship uh, on South Africa's constitutional court were all being interviewed. Among the slate, two judges uh, are Jewish And only those two judges were asked about not only their views about Israeli-Palestine conflict, but also were actually criticized about their affiliation with the Jewish community of South Africa, which is called the South African Board of Jewish Deputies. And there were questions about their affiliation with a Zionist uh, apartheid-supporting entity. So this discriminatory behavior of treating these two candidate, candidate judges because of their Jewish faith um, in this way is truly shocking and I think unprecedented. Wow, really disturbing. Uh, is this just an extreme case or, or would you, where, where would you put South Africa along the spectrum? I think um, South Africa is probably on the most extreme case. Um, it's a country where, uh, I'll give you another example, um, a group of psychologists somehow started a campaign um, targeting Jewish psychologists. And they went to the parents, these are uh, psychologists for um, youth, and they targeted the parents of the clients of these psychologists, saying that these parents should not be using the services of these Jewish psychologists because somehow um, their treatment is subpar because they support an apartheid Israel state. So... These kinds of behaviors are kind of unique um, in South Africa. And in South Africa, you also have the government itself coming out and criticizing Israel and delegitimizing Israel in a way that is unprecedented in other countries. You don't really, except for countries like Iran, where it's really especially known as being overtly um, anti-Israel, you don't really have other governments speak in those terms. And yet you have the president of South Africa, for example, compare um, some issues in Jerusalem to apartheid South Africa right from the podium and from the bully pulpit of the of the presidency. And of course, it uh, really couldn't be more different than apartheid South Africa. I know that uh, on your panel, the, the uh, panelists from South Africa really felt insulted by the idea that, that what, what's going on in Israel would be compared to apartheid South Africa. 
And and unfortunately, that's the reality they have to live with, um, you know, in South Africa today because their own legacy with apartheid, somehow um, they have really integrated their campaign for Palestinian rights into designating Israel as somehow espousing similar um, laws um, and regulations as South Africa did under apartheid, which, as you just noted, is completely factually incorrect. Israel is a democracy. It has protections for all its citizens. And by law, all citizens are to be treated equally. So the Jewish community of South Africa today not only feels that they're being um, treated separate differently by law because of their Jewishness, but they're also being treated as somehow not being fully South African citizens just because um, they advocate for a Jewish and democratic state of Israel. Let's take a step back before we continue and define what you mean by anti-Zionism. What what does it actually mean? As you mentioned, it is not criticism of Israeli policy. It is not criticism of Israeli government even. It is a prejudice against the Jewish movement for self-determination and essentially the right of the Jewish people to a homeland in the state of Israel. So if you believe that all the people in the world have a right to self-determine, have a right to have a homeland, and the only people in the world who are not allowed to are the Jews, that is anti-Zionism. And we say that that is anti-Semitic. Um, and it creates a climate that definitely does lead to anti- anti-Semitism. That's why we say that anti-Zionism, we, we have seen, what, and you heard from Justin last, last time, what happens on U.S. campuses, the climate, the sentiment that anti-Zionism creates we do believe it has a direct correlation to leading to anti-Semitic um, behavior and attitudes. And as one of the panelists pointed out, uh, anti-Semitism is, is wholly unacceptable in civilized society, but anti-Semitism is cast as fighting for the rights of, the, of an oppressed minority, and therefore it's acceptable. That's exactly right. And, you know, the Chilean uh, uh, Jewish communal representative who was on the panel pointed to that. And that's a real strong belief also. As you see, as you mentioned, this is a global issue. And so in Latin America, in a country like Chile, that has the largest um, population of Palestinian outside the Middle East, uh, I think the number about 400,000, that country is now really kind of espoused this notion that um, to be a Zionist means you are pro-repression of people. And that if you're an anti-Zionist, you're actually fighting against the repression of people. So this kind of um, uh, really turning the term upside down, where the term Zionism is for um, freedom, security, and the right to self-determination of the Jewish people, that term has now been completely turned upside down um, by these different communities around the world kind of somehow equating with repression. And now in Chile, it's playing out in real time. I mean, your panel took place before the presidential election, but that election has now taken place. Community was was caught really between a rock and a hard place, two difficult candidates. But ultimately, the left-wing candidate, Gabriel Boric, won the election uh, with more votes than any candidate in Chile's history. And uh, that candidate has... uh, has come out uh, in a very uh, strong way against Israel. Yes, um, Mr. Boric uh, was a student activist who kind of rose very quickly to the top of Chilean politics. And as you said, um, the slate of candidates facing the Chilean people were very difficult choices because Boric comes from an extreme left 
political persuasion, and the other candidate was seen as very much an ultra-nationalist, extreme right with some Nazi history in his um, background and his father. Um, Boric did win, and unfortunately, both in his campaign period and since, um, he has made statements um, that are blatantly not only anti-Israel, but also impacting the Jewish community. For example, he's in favor of laws that do not allow um, Chilean citizens to take part in, in any other um, armies. Um, some, you know, Jewish citizens of Chile who per, uh, perceive themselves as strongly Zionist, the children go to Israel and they might uh, serve in the IDF. So they have um, brought up legislation uniquely targeting the Jewish community and alienating them and really feeling them, making them uh, feel set apart. Um, so he has been very vocal about his anti-Israel stance, unfortunately. And, you know, I think for many years, American Jews looked at the rise of anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism in Europe with fear. And, and we saw that form of anti-Semitism really come to this country. Uh, are we also seeing uh, what's, um, what potentially is in our future for the United States? Well, unfortunately, we are. And, I'll, and I think Germany is an interesting example because you have a government in Germany that is very, has historically been pro-Israel, feels very connected to the safety and security of Israel and has taken very important steps to assure that. But what is happening in society, especially, for example, if you look at the cultural institutions in Israel, the arts community, the progressive spaces, the level of anti-Zionism has really spiked um, in Germany, especially in the aftermath of the last May conflict between Israel and Hamas. You see that museums today in Germany cannot but support BDS. And there's a lot of grassroots opposition to government um, uh, legislation that ban BDS, that um, ban, for example, flags of Hamas and Hezbollah terrorist organizations. But there's the pushback against it. So what we could see and are seeing already in the U.S. is more in terms of what's happening um, in communities, whether progressive spaces or others, that is really a push against um, kind of conflating in the U.S. what's happening in the racial justice space with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and that's exactly what is happening in many progressive spaces around the world, and, and, and uh, Germany epitomizes that, actually. And, and really, the vast majority of American Jews are connected to Israel and believe in its right to exist. So such anti-Zionist measures have the effect of really ostracizing the American Jewish community. It's a really scary prospect. Absolutely. Poll after poll has shown that the majority of American Jews feel as part of their Jewish identity, they are supporters of Israel, and Israel is a meaningful part of their Jewish identity. Well, Sharon Zarian, uh, this is uh, a disturbing note to end on, but a uh, very, uh, very important discussion. Many thanks to you for carrying out such incredibly important work. And, uh, of course, thanks for being on today's show. Thank you, Scott. All the best. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines. And please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond, and our hashtag is fighting hate for good.